Today, we're going to talk to three different sellers from the opposite side of the world and see what we can learn from their experiences. And also, I'm going to give you a mini recap of my recent trip to Pakistan where I got to meet 4,000 people over three days. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon and Walmart worlds. And let me just start this uh, episode off by saying assalamu alaikum, you know, hello to everybody out there, uh, especially to all my brothers and sisters over there in Pakistan who just welcome me with open arms in my trip last month over there. So today in this episode, we're going to we're going to talk to a few of those people that I was able to meet and to see what we can learn. And I'm sure some of this, some of the facts that we're going to go over might uh, surprise you um, to see, because I think there's this like kind of stereotype out there that, you know, all of the e-commerce prof- professionals from Pakistan are all virtual assistants, but uh, that by no means is the case. So we're going to talk to a few different sellers and see what we can learn. And and let me just give you a quick recap, though, um, because there's some important things I want to really get across to, to everybody out there, because uh, let me let me tell you one thing. You know, when people first found out that I was going to go to Pakistan, the, the initial reaction was like, what in the world? Like, why are you going there? So it's like people have this stereotype. They think that or they get it confused, you know, like when they think Pakistan, they're thinking of like maybe Afghanistan or Kabul or they think that, you know, there's just terrorists uh, all over the place and there's tents and it's all desert and it's, you know, no Wi-Fi. And that, that's not the country. You know, uh, Pakistan's a very advanced, um, you know, country. You know, the cities there are just like any cities in any major city. You know, you got Wi-Fi, amazing restaurants and great infrastructure. And uh, the main thing, though, is is a huge passion for e-commerce. So. First of all, again, guys, this is a beautiful country. If you guys have the chance to get there, I highly recommend it. It's not easy, especially if you're American. It took me like a month to get approved for a visa to go there. But if you have the opportunity to go, it's a beautiful country. The most hospitality I've ever had in my life. And especially in Islamabad, it was really beautiful. Like the, uh, you know, there's a lot of trees out there, beautiful mountains. The food in Karachi was amazing. Uh, and then the welcome in Lahore was just next level. So uh, I got there at four in the morning when I arrived and I was expecting, you know, like two, three people maybe in the airport to, to greet me because it was in the middle of the night. You know, I couldn't help it. That was the time of the flight. But no, there was like 20 people at four in the morning. They threw flowers on me when I got there. It was kind of embarrassing. I was like, I'm not a celebrity, guys. What's going on here? And they gave me like these vests made of real money. And, and like kind of like these Hawaiian lay kind of like type things. And they took me in a horse and carriage to the hotel. There was a show of dancing horses. Like I was like, dance horses can dance? Like what? You know what I mean? And guys, this was at four in the morning. So I don't even know what kind of reception I would have had if I had come like in the middle of the day, you know, at a normal time. So I was just blown away uh, from step one and, and, and definitely shout out to Sakib who's the, you know, he's been on the podcast before. He's he's the head of the enablers over there who, who was able to, you know, pretty much host all of the events. And it was really amazing to see the, the passion for e-commerce over there. So I did three events in three days, Lahore, Karachi, and Islamabad. And at every event, there was over a thousand people. Some was, uh, one of the events even had 1,500 people, standing room only. 
Uh, a lot of the people there are, yes, virtual assistants. You know, they're service providers for Amazon sellers, you know, in Europe and in the U.S. You know, maybe they manage PPC, they do product research, things like that. But there's a big number of people also who are selling on Amazon themselves. And even um, a lot of factories, manufacturers were also in attendance there. And, and so the, those that was kind of like the makeup of the um, of the attendees. And and it's really interesting the infrastructure that the enablers have have created over there. They have 26 physical offices in the country where they're doing like daily trainings to 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 people over there who want to learn how to sell on Amazon. I mean that that's kind of insane when you think about it. We don't have that in Europe or United States. Like Helium 10, you know, we're the biggest company out there for in the Amazon space. We don't even have one like physical office where we have people able to come in. They've got 26 offices that Tens of thousands of people uh, a month are visiting in order to learn about Amazon. Really, really great uh, to see the movement that they're doing. They got the government involved, uh, and because of that, you know, they, they were able to to get approved uh, as a country to sell on Amazon. Uh, before, if there's anybody from Pakistan who wanted to sell on Amazon, they had to use an address like in in Europe or in the U.S., which many you know don't have. So they finally got approved this summer. And so we're, we're definitely seeing a big boom over there in e-commerce. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go. I had done this contest last year. I was like, hey, guys, if, if X number of people do this, I'm going to guarantee that in 2021, I'm going to uh, Pakistan. And sure enough, they, they, they came through. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go through. But even if it wasn't for that, I probably would have gone because I've always wanted to go there and, and to kind of just like, you know, set my own eyes in person on on this movement that's going over there. So it was really great to see everybody. Um, I was able to meet a lot of people like Salman, who has been on the podcast before, Saqib, who I mentioned as well. And it was just great to, to, to meet everybody in person, you know, for the first time and just to see like how crazy, you know, they are about e-commerce. And, and they're so, I mean, again, I cannot just stress the, the hospitality was insane every single step uh, of the way over there. Um, never, you know, I felt completely safe, you know, um, never felt threatened or dangerous or anything like that. So again, I highly recommend anybody else to, to go out there and, and, you know, look up the enablers and maybe you can meet up, um, with them over there. I was also, you know, I wanted to give a, a special shout out to Abdul. He's a Helium 10 Elite member who I, who used to come to our Helium 10 Elite workshops in California. I got to see him again. I had obviously met him in person before, but I got to see him. He was uh, actually out there in Pakistan at the same time I was, so it was great to uh, meet him. Now, what can we learn, you know, for, from what's going on over there? Well, first of all is that, you know, the, these are people who are hungry for e-commerce because, you know, in that country, like many, many countries in the world, you know, the, um, the, the traditional jobs that you can do if you don't have a, a, a big education or even if you do is, is not that great. You know, uh, a lot of countries out there, you know, you can only make two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month. But, you know, with Amazon, even as a service provider, you can make a lot more than that. And, and it's something that's, you know, a lot more fun to do than the jobs you could be doing for two, three, four hundred dollars a month over there. So if you're living in a country you know, even if it's not Pakistan, if you're living in the Philippines, if you're living in uh, Mexico, if you're living in a country where maybe the opportunities aren't that much and you're listening to this podcast because you're interested in e-commerce, you know, guys, you know, take, take a, take a, take a look at what uh, is happening over there in Pakistan and get some inspiration because there's people there who maybe before were only making two, $300 a month and they're making thousands of dollars a month now. So um, I highly recommend anybody who's out there who hasn't gotten into Amazon yet, 
you know, whether you, you want to become a seller or you want to be a service provider or a virtual assistant, look into it. Um, there's tons and tons of success stories that people in Pakistan are having. Um, again, if there's manufacturers out there too. So, you know, if we're talking textiles or different things, you know, take a look. There, there, there's on Alibaba, there's a lot of co uh, co um, companies, factories in Pakistan that you can you can get some really good quality stuff. They, they gave me tons of gifts. It was, we had to buy two extra suitcases just to, to take back all these gifts that they gave me and a lot of really cool, high quality stuff like these genuine leather jackets and iPad covers made of leathers, really great quality stuff. So if, if that's the kind of niche that you're looking into, you know, take a, take a look at some of the factories in, in Pakistan if, if you might be able to manufacture. Anyways, let's actually get right now into some interviews. You know, again, I, I, I feel that, you know, people think that everybody in Pakistan is virtual assistants. That's not the case. We've got some big sellers we're going to, we're going to talk to now and, and they've got some cool stories. Let's see what we can learn from them and um, let's see what we can uh, what we can take home uh, for our own business um, you know from the information they're going to give so let's go ahead and hop into it all right so our, our guest that we have now is uh Salaiha, who I met in person in, in Pakistan just a few weeks ago but I had uh, you know met her online before and she was part of a program where you know some people were getting certified in helium 10 but I, I never really got the complete details of your story so you know same question I'm asking everybody else like how did you get introduced to to e-commerce is Amazon your first venture into e-commerce or you had done things before yes e-commerce Amazon this is my, my very first venture before that I had absolutely no idea I was not into this at all so I just generally started one day I was going through um, you know Facebook and an ad popped up for enablers I wasn't actually sure what was that and then uh, I just joined from there uh, I did a course for private label and then just from there it was uh, like you know a rapid fire, everything, one thing led on to another. I was having a very good job. I had a stable income, but I just realized that I am not a nine to five job person. I just couldn't do it. It wasn't something that would suit my, the way I was. So I quit that after three months of extensive training with enablers. And then I had my a good grip on product hunting, on Helium 10, how do things work? And then gradually... I just, I just saw myself quitting from my main job, and then I started a PL. Uh, there were a lot of challenges. Okay, cool. Now, when you first started doing your product research, looking for, you know, like you, you had made the decision, you're going to start selling on Amazon, like like what month in, in 2021? Uh, okay, so this? my training started in October, ended, ended by December. Uh, by December. Of last year. Yeah, 2020. So by that time, I, re I had a product in my hand. I was done with the... Um, sampling i chose the supplier but then all of a sudden it was just like the market for that product crashed on amazon us and i'm glad i didn't invest at that time and then i had to start over again i was like okay no problem we start again from january as soon as the holiday season was over i it took me a month to find a great product i started sourcing for another one that my teachers and everybody approved and i realized that it's a very good product so we started again in uh, february uh, it took me 15 days to finalize the supplier, but uh, uh, yes. So I think I, I was done with sourcing by June, June 25th, 26th. The whole process, production, inspection, everything was done. And uh, my product was launched on August, August 4th in Amazon US market. Okay. So 
was that your second product or that was your first product? Well, uh, Hunted, it was my second product because the first one was just a big fail. Also, so you, you never act, but you never actually launched it and ordered it and things. No, I am glad I didn't go for a mass production because the market for that product crashed completely. Okay. It just all the stats that were that was on the helium 10 x-ray they just changed yeah all of a sudden after after holiday okay season. so so then what was your criteria on how did you find the product that you eventually did launch like what were you doing in helium 10 or what were you doing in amazon or what you were doing in in etsy or how, how did you find that product okay so uh i did a keyword research from black box uh, I, I did a keyword research from there. I put some criteria, uh, even the criteria that we just discussed on the uh, enablers uh, seminar that we discussed there. It was about show me the competitors that have uh, this is amount of reviews, this is amount of revenue that they're making, 150 competitors. So a th three or three to four competitors that are making around uh, $5,000 of revenue mm -hmm. at uh, as minimum as 150 reviews. I did that technique. I uh, categorized a bit of category that I wanted to look in, home and kitchen, home mm -hmm. and decor, patio, lawn and garden, these type of things. So once that was done, I uh, looked at a few keywords. Then I, uh, look, I extracted that keyword into Amazon, ran an X-ray on it. So my criteria was that I need to hunt a product that has over 15,000 or 20,000 search volume, uh, according to Helium 10. The reviews mm -hmm. should be around somewhere around 400 to 800. The average BSR should be, you know, less than 35,000 or 40,000. Uh, every seller, you know, the top 10 should make somewhere around 10,000 to $20,000. So once that met all the criteria, I realized that, okay, I think this is good. But I also did a backend keyword search that it's, it should not only be ranked on one keyword, but a lot of them. So I checked that if the other keywords, uh, like, uh, you know, for example, we say that, we just name one uh, product, for example. Let's say ice cream scoop for ice creams, ice cream scoop around one, something like that. So two or three keywords, they all have a very good search volume. That was my criteria to select it. So once that was done, uh, I went on to sourcing. But then again, because I had a very bad experience with the first one, even uh, the whole time I was sourcing, my mass production was going on, I would again and again, you know, every 10 to 15 days, I would go back to X-Ray and check again on Helium 10. Is the product still viable? Am I still able to do it or not? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yes, the whole time it was going well. And then when my uh, product was launched, I actually had a very big issue. The problem was that the day my vessel had to leave from China, there was a quarantine on the port. And my vessel was stuck there for 1.5 months. So that was a big problem that I faced. So my launch was like two months late. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I launched on August 4th. And within how, how many units days, in your first order? From the supplier? 800, 800. And so you were able to send it all directly to uh, Amazon? Yes. the um, Amazon gave me a level a level of 1,000 units. Okay. All right. So then you, you launched it. Uh, you got 800s in. And and we were selling eight, 30 units per day. So 30 to 35 units. How, how did you get the visibility in the beginning? Like, did you do, you know, just heavy PPC? Did you do some kind of like search, find, buy campaign, Facebook ads? What were you doing? Okay. Honestly, I just... Uh, targeted that I'm going to do an aggressive PPC. Reason being, I had confidence in my product. I did a complete different branding of my product. It was not just a generic product. I applied for IP Accelerator. Everything was there. I had a video ad. And the, and the uh, most important thing was my main image was pretty attractive. Like if you see a category, if you, if you, uh, start, if you search a word, my product was very visible. 
like one has to you know uh, the i will attract you like you will definitely mm. look at that product my packaging was different it was very attractive like a person has to come and click my product but i think it was not just the ppc uh, it was my optimized listing as well the images were pretty good that's why i guess okay so so what got you to page 1 of your listings was only ppc yes okay and so in your i mean has it been it's been a full 30 days since you launched yes so like yes. what was your gross revenue in those first 30 days Gross revenue is nineteen thousand dollars. So, are you gonna like run out soon? I just did yesterday. Oh, you just did <laughs> run out. Yes. So then, uh, like, did you already have an order in, or or you haven't ordered it's, yet? It's or what's on the way. It's okay. on the way. Yes, it's on the way. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that, that's 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 pretty cool. So, like, like what what you know, since you didn't spend all too too much on your launch, like what uh, of that nineteen thousand? What was your your you know? At, you know estimated gross profit estimated gross profit was 36% 36% yes are you sure yes e even like you know considering your your ppc cost and okay, and okay. import no, fees and all that stuff the import fees yeah ppc i'd say no oh, okay, my okay. a cost my a cost dropped to 8% the whole total take cost dropped to 8% when i optimized nice. it completely and my p and my a cost was around 21% but my t cost was 8% so i think i was roughly making a 25% profit even after uh, excluding my ppc expenses that sounds very good now um does that mean that like did you quit your job your day job or are you still doing that other job 100% 100% yes when, when did you do that uh just when i launched i quit my job in february so you, even before you had the success you were like you know what i i i'm i'm all in and i'm going to go ahead i'm all in yes i think this is one reason why i ha i put my life into that product thank you cards extra gifts value addition this is what i did i i analyzed the gap in the market that there is a big gap there's so many sellers who are not doing a bundle or something like that so then i realized that why not i do something different something that a customer want for the same price as my competitor is selling why not i give them more value to the money So that that's I think what made me what made the customers shift. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So was your family like upset with you at all? Like when you quit? Like Not like hey, th th they're supportive, huh? Oh, pretty supportive. Okay. Yes. No. Nobody was upset about it. They were quite happy actually. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty good. You know, sometimes people are like, "What is this nonsense that you're trying to do? You know, give up a stable job for for online?" Okay, so um. What's your what's your goals then? Uh, you know, uh, obviously you're you're trying to get back in stock, but are you going to wait a while uh, and then try and expand your brand, or you're just going to stick with or, or uh, to other products, or are you going to just stick with this one for the rest of the year? W what's your plans? Okay, so my current plans are that I'm actually starting another variation for my product and another different size, so it's going to be up soon. Uh, I think by the end of November it'll be uh, live. Other than that, I have under my company. I've started another brand into home and decor, and uh, it is like a market with where an average seller is selling the product for like nineteen to twenty dollars. But I'm kind of doing a test market where I am selling the same kind of product, but with a very beautiful additions and and a very exclusive premium packaging. I'm trying to I'm trying to do a test market that how about I try to sell the same product with a different branding and everything for twenty six dollars. So that product is on the way and it'll be there by Christmas. Cool. Cool. Now, you know, that 
kind of money, the profit that you made, um, you know, I'm not sure how much it's going to come out to, you know, maybe, maybe $3,000, $4,000 or something. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money for, for, for one month in Pakistan. Absolutely. Definitely. That, that has me excited. Yeah. So that's, yes, yes. All right. Now, um, you know, uh, some people, a lot of people think that Helium 10 Academy is just for people who, Hey, uh, we're going to work for other companies. Um, and, and that's true. It, it is, it is somewhat true. It's, it's, uh, it helps the people who are are working for other companies or employees of Amazon companies to to get better with Helium 10. But obviously, you you were planning to go into private label. How how do you feel that that going through Academy helped you? Like, did it introduce you to tools that maybe you didn't even know we had, or, or what was your benefit from there? Yes, to be honest, uh, even the other day when we met, I was telling you that there were a lot of tools I didn't explore. Even when I was learning on my own, I didn't know about a lot of tools. The mm -hmm. only one I would I would use the most was x-ray just yeah. uh, type a keyword run an x-ray that's it but when i started creating my listing when i did when i joined the academy i got to know about scribbles i had absolutely no idea and and to be honest before knowing about scribbles i was doing everything <laughs> manually i was searching mm. every back-end term and again and again did i put it or not is it there or not what yeah. are the keywords that are remaining and uh, I, I had to actually manually count all the number of uh, letters that you can add, 200 bytes, every single thing. So by that time, uh, I ha this helped me a lot. This thing, Frankenstein, and the most, I think I owe a big amount of my success to Cerebro <laughs> for the keywords it extracted for me. Uh, because of that, on my competitor's keyword, I am ranked uh, on to on, in top 10 on, on all of them. Congratulations on your success, and and you know maybe we can reach out to you next year and let let's see uh, how many products you got and what kind of uh, revenue you're doing because your first week obviously is uh, pretty impressive. So thank you for joining us, and and we'll definitely uh, keep in contact. All right, guys, we've got now Kuram here, who is um, are you actually based in Lahore? Is it? Yes, I am based in Lahore. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So you know uh, we hung out a lot, you know, while I was there in, in Pakistan. Thank you for for um for that and, and everything you did as far as as part of that trip but you know when we were together we we didn't really talk too much about what you do so first of all just just how did you get started in e-commerce was amazon your first uh, venture into e-commerce i uh, know i started with uh, ebay and uh, because i was already doing shoe manufacturing business so i thought why not uh, sell these shoes to international market and uh, started exploring how i can do that so I did it through eBay. And uh, once I found out that- eBay in the United States? Yeah, eBay in the United States, mm -hmm. yes. So uh, then I started off, but it didn't go pretty well because there were so many variations. There was so much dead stock. So I was having a lot of tough time. So then I came across that, that there is uh, enablers coming into Pakistan who was having a seminar saying that, uh, yes, you can sell on Amazon from Pakistan as well. At that time, Sakib was training himself, who's the CEO of Enablers, and I did training from him. And then I started my private label in US with Pakistani products. This was a product that you were already manufacturing, or did you just start from scratch and you launched it on Amazon? Uh, no, I started from scratch because the product that I was already manufacturing, I had so many uh, design variations, size variations. So I didn't want to do that because it was already, I realized from eBay uh, that this is not something that I should do. So once I saw that there is some kind of a criteria also that we have to follow and I should do something 
with mm-hmm. uh, within that criteria i don't want to go beyond that i don't want to risk my uh, investment on something that yeah. i'm already doing so i uh, went into the products that uh, fell into the criteria okay and what's like um you know i i know you you guys teach your students different criteria and, and obviously things change on amazon year by year you know what you did in 2018 or 2019 is is probably different than than today but um like like let's say today you know now you train people over there on how to find opportunity what uh what are your standards for op- opportunity of, of how you teach your students on you know what signifies opportunity in the in the in the us at least so basically uh, at that time the competition was wasn't that high it was high but not that high and uh, what we were doing at that time was just to see what's selling well and just copy that product and start selling basically we didn't reinvent the wheel that was the main concept but right now we can't do that there is so much competition on amazon already so what we teach right now is to uh, add value but to not the not copy completely don't, yes. don't tell me you were copying 100% these products exactly not copy you mean like the get the idea and differentiate a little bit right yes differentiate okay. add value to the customer how will your buyer buy your product with zero reviews or 10 reviews mm-hmm, or 20 mm-hmm, reviews mm-hmm. in comparison to somebody who has hundreds of reviews so if, if if you don't add value if you don't differentiate what's what the benefit you're bringing to the customer so that's what we are focusing right now and uh, something else that we focus more on is to launch small price products uh, not going to something hmm. that cost you a lot of money in, in the start so try to learn the process first once you've learned the process then yes you can go into products that are highly priced but initially try to find something that you can do um, the sourcing price is low selling price is low that's mainly we are focusing right now on like what what price range uh somewhere around like 799 to maybe 1399 1499 really i actually did an actual full case study where i launched a whole bunch of like straws is part of project 5k just to prove that i could you know so there's actually products i have that's like even like $6 and and 7 and 8 but you know um because of fees and shipping like like the profit margins are are kind of low but but are you saying that you know even still at that lower price range you are able to 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 make decent profit um no the basic point here is not to make profit initially the the main point is to learn the process first ah, if, yeah, yeah okay so if yeah, we run yeah. after the profits then uh, definitely we look something that is like $40 selling for $40 and sourcing for like 5 7 uh, but uh, the main issue is that we will be so much deep down into the investment that we won't be able to come out of it then we'll definitely you know have yeah, to that, put that's in a good more point. money yeah i like that you know um that's that's what i did with project 5k now obviously i knew how to sell on amazon but um but i just did it to kind of like prove a point but i i i like that you know there there's people out there who are like man you know i can't save that much money you know and i'm not just talking about people in pakistan you know even in america there's people hey i only have $2000 or $5000 or $6000 i don't want to put it all into a product and then maybe it's since it's my first try it might not do very well I want to get my feet wet to learn the process. Well, hey guys, if you're going for a product that's 7 or $8, you know, it probably costs you less than a dollar. Um, you know, the actual just manufacturing costs and you got shipping, but but worst case scenario, you're not, you know, I don't think you're going to lose too much if any money um at such a low price and it's a it's a great way to get experience. So I like that. Now, 
you know, your time, is it, uh, what would you say, 50-50, you know, doing training to other people and then your own Amazon business? Or is it almost all training now? Is it mostly your Amazon business? How's the split as far as your time goes? <laughs> so mainly everything has gone to the virtual assistants who handle my accounts, but mainly I am focusing more on the training. So maybe 70 to 80% on the trainings and 20, 30% on Amazon account now. Oh, but, 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 but you're still running the accounts. You just have, you yes. just have a, a team who's, who's doing like the day to day on it. Yes, I do see it, any trainer in the world. I don't think they can only do the training and not do Amazon. Sure. How would you learn something new? The, yeah. the, the only way to learn is to keep selling yourself. Also, it's not just the students that are selling. You should sell it yourself. Also, if I don't do that, I don't learn new things i don't learn new techniques yeah. how do you launch how do you rank products so i need to be in the game okay yeah I, I mean that's that's why i sell on amazon too so for your accounts though that you own um you know regardless if you're the main one working on it or you have a team it's still you like what do you think your projected sales are for for once 2021 is finished um for the u.s market i would say somewhere around a million dollar and uh for the european the whole european market somewhere close to a million maybe i'm i'm projecting oh wow yeah. okay so yeah. you're, you're like two times seven figure seller <laughs> i like it you know <laughs> yeah now yeah, thank you. is this still 100 percent made in pakistan or are you also do made in china now it's not 100% now. You can say it's 70 to 80% made in Pakistan now and 20 to 30% Chinese products. How do you decide where you're going to manufacture um, you know, between Pakistan and China? So mainly because Pakistani cotton industry is very rich. Leather industry is very uh, rich industry. So both of these industries have good uh, products. So uh, because Pakistan is one of the biggest producers of cotton. So whenever I come across a product that is a cotton-based product or maybe a blend of cotton and polyester and uh, there is cotton mainly involved in it, then I would definitely think that I need to do this product from Pakistan. But if it is 100% polyester or spent or mix in the textile industry, then I would definitely go for a Chinese product. Quality, I know, um, on some of these cotton and other textiles are better in Pakistan. But what about price um, compared to China? Like, is it similar in price? Is it less? Is it more? It's definitely less. It's less than oh, wow. China. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. What would you say to somebody who's interested, you know, like you cannot... You know, maybe Pakistan is not the place to make a wooden coffin shelf. You know, probably China might be better. But, you know, somebody wants to make a leather jacket. Somebody wants to make a, a cotton bag or, or a face mask or, or, or there's, all you know, one of these textiles that, you know, Pakistan is known for. How do I go about finding a supplier? Is it only Alibaba that I can look for Pakistani suppliers or are there other websites uh, I can look for? So mainly you can go through Alibaba. That's the main uh, platform where you can hunt for the suppliers. But you can definitely go on the Google and most of these manufacturers have their own presence, their own websites as well. Okay, uh, so cool. uh, somebody who can just go and search for them and uh, negotiate with them. It's I, I know there might not be trade assurance, something that you have security on Alibaba. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But they are big manufacturers and they're already doing business with. You just need to check whether they are already doing business with uh, big brands in US or European market or not, which you can definitely find out by doing some basic research. It doesn't need some kind of special skills to see if this factory or this manufacturer is already selling to 
maybe walmart or not maybe uh, amazon to uh, to amazon or not so it's it's not that hard to find out but yes you can go uh, on alibaba as well but definitely apart from alibaba they do have their own online presence because they are already not just providing uh, stuff to uh, amazon sellers but they are very yeah. big manufacturers and exporters to uh the big business b2b uh sellers as well uh so so, so somebody like walmart yep. or amazon already who's selling what is something i'm sure that when you're you know your students have a success they probably are very happy and they tell you about it so is there one story that maybe really sticks out in your mind uh so the basic concept that everybody might have that Pakistanis only have virtual assistants but no mm-hmm. we have a lot of sellers as well because i've trained a lot of sellers as well uh so uh lately uh, uh this one of my student who has been selling on amazon uh has got sales of uh, in 2020 he got sales of 9 million dollars so oh this this was somebody you trained yeah this is and somebody they, and they did 9 million dollars of sales yes they did How does that make you feel that they beat you? Uh, <laughs> I I I feel uh, I can't even explain that feeling how incredible I feel. It's not that uh, he has beaten my sales but it's something to be proud yeah, of yeah. that someone from Pakistan sure. where Amazon wasn't even the proved countries list. It just gotten approved in on 22nd May 2021 mm-hmm. but somebody selling before that and has been has seen some such success. that they have gotten and even i have trained a few of the virtual assistants as well who are making like 3000 4000 a month which is a huge success huge for money me. Over yeah there. yeah huge money if you convert it to pakistani rupees it's huge money for them so that yeah. is success for us for me for enablers for our company that how they we've trained them and they are making good money out of it so definitely yes All right. Well, uh Kuram, thank you so much uh again for coming on here and it was great to meet you and next time in Pakistan, um look forward to uh, seeing you again. Thank you so much Bradley for inviting me on the podcast and definitely we look forward to host you again. Awesome. Now, how can people find you uh, on the uh interwebs out there if they want to, you know, talk to you, reach out to you, get some advice or anything? They can definitely reach out to me on my Facebook. Uh it's facebook.com/kuramkhalid1. so they can always uh, go to my facebook and uh, send me a message there all right this guest his name is uh, farak i met him on stage for the first time i think was it in um uh was it in karachi that we first uh, met when you came up to the stage or was that no that was lahore that was lahore was it was lahore it? yeah <laughs> yeah so um anyways I-, i know a little bit about your history but not too much so can you just tell me like where did your journey start in e-commerce So I actually started with uh, uh, eBay in 2017. So then eventually I saw Amazon uh, in front of my eyes on 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 the internet, and then I started uh, digging it up in 2018. Start initially. Okay. Now one thing I'm not sure if it's you. I've heard so many stories since I've been there, and sometimes they get people confused. But was it you who? like when you first started you lost big time money before you actually hit this uh hit, hit some success oh yes that's right i actually um started with uh, a product on amazon usa and to my surprise it started selling without any giveaway without any you know too much ppc exact or without any um affiliate marketing or without any um uh, you know um these uh, influencers or any any sort mm-hmm. of strategy it was just an auto campaign 
and it was working really fine for me. The first day I got 30 orders and was like, boom, I should have done it before. That's as easy as as simple as ABC. So um, the orders kept uh, increasing and it was like 50 orders, 40 orders a day in the very uh, first 20, 30 days of my selling. Mm-hmm. That was a really good feeling. So um, I heard from my mentors and others uh, on YouTube and all uh, platforms that if you go out of stock in private label, that's suicide, right? So you don't have to go out of stock. So I yeah. was worried that I, I actually ordered, uh, you know, initially I ordered 2,000 units only and they were selling like 20, 30, 40, 50 a day. So I was like, gosh, I'm going to go out of stock very soon. So what I did, I I actually ordered 5,000 units as per I was, I was selling them, you know. Uh, I just projected that, uh, my inventory will take another uh, one and a half month to reach Amazon warehouse, and um, in that in that scenario, I should I should not be ordering anything less than five thousand units. So I ordered a lot of units, and that was uh, altogether it worth uh, the ones I had already in Amazon warehouse, and the one I I ordered the new inventory, it it uh, almost worth thirty five thousand US dollars. Wow, and. Uh, um, after, you know, one and a half month, uh, almost, you know, 40 days, there was a day when there were only two orders. I was like, excuse me, what happened? I did not do the research work, uh, very deeply. I would, I would mm-hmm. have to say that, uh, just for the newcomers who are listening to this, they, they must understand that you should, you must do the hard work of research before you launch a product. That's what I did not in my first yeah. launch. Yeah. Okay. Then when I dig it out more, I found that I actually chose the wrong product, which was back to school and it was trendy and seasonal. Okay, it Mm. was, let me tell you the name of that product as well. It was reusable uh, Ziploc uh, bags for sandwich bags or reusable snack bags. We, We have so many keywords for that. Yeah, yeah. Bag. You, you might have heard about that. Probably. And so you were looking at the numbers like what, like in August or September. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, oh my yes. goodness, this, oh, yes. this is crazy. I, I did not see that it was back to mm-hmm. school and uh, only, you know, people get it for the children when they're going back to school. So they buy it in bulk and all that. At that time, there was not liquidation service by Amazon, which they have recently yeah. started. So it was only charity uh, and dispose. So I chose charity and I did $35,000 worth of inventory charity in like an hour. I, I just clicked it and it was gone. So what's your projected sales for 2021 across the different uh, Amazon platforms? Yeah, by the end of the year, it shouldn't be anything less than 3 million, I believe. Okay, yeah. excellent, excellent. Yeah. And is your biggest marketplace US or UK? Uh, UK, actually. <laughs> UK, interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. When you... Talk to students. What is your criteria for for choosing uh, or identifying opportunity? Okay. First of all, uh, I, I actually initiated um, a strategy one and a half year back in enablers, and which is very much popular now. And every second guy, even who's not my student, who's any other mentor student in enablers, they are using that as well. And uh, so many, even even few are. A few of our competitors also use that. That's called rapid launch. Now, what does that mean? Now, rapid launch is a strategy where you actually purchase or buy the inventory from the same country rather than China or Pakistan or some other country, right? For example, if you're selling in UK, you need to buy the product from UK, from any wholesaler who's 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 getting the inventory from China in bulk. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they, they get... because. 
you you will be uh, usually uh, we usually source from Alibaba, okay, or maximum one six double dot com, right? But we don't. Ninety percent of Amazon sellers do not physically go to China to those factories. Yeah. They are not on Alibaba. So my my perspective is that it is an open ground for anyone to come. So there is a lot of competition on Alibaba and very less opportunity for good sourcing. That's what I mean. But okay. but when people big wholesalers from uh, UK or US, when they uh, buy inventory from China, they don't buy from Alibaba, do they? They go to China themselves, they dig out the best and, you know, the most economical and price competitive um, supplier over there and they buy in bulk from there. So definitely they will be having very good and competitive sourcing price than us, right? Mm-hmm. So all we need to do is to find a very good wholesaler, which is definitely very hard to find online. How, how are they finding it locally? How do we find them locally? Yeah. Okay. There are two. There are two uh, ways of finding it for, for me. Actually, uh, number one is um, we have esource.co.uk. It's a very good website where you have to go subscription, and they give you very good wholesalers. Number one. And number two, we have, um, uh, I personally have few um, uh, individuals in UK who work for me and they actually find, um, you know, local wholesalers for few products for rapid launches. And that that's 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 the way we work, actually. And that's really folks for fun. And we, we are going for US now and we're going for Japan. We're going for uh, Germany. We, we, we already started Germany. We're going for US and we're going for Japan in future, hopefully. Okay. Um, now, you know, at Helium 10, we've lo- I know you use Helium 10 a lot. We've launched a lot of products um, or a lot of tools, I should say, o- over the last year. Any favorite tools that uh, you or and or your students have found success with? Oh, Cerebro and Scribbles. They are just love. I mean, uh, you Excellent. have no idea what they do. Uh, the other day, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting and I was watching Cerebro and I was trying to find some new thing in there. So uh, I, I, I just end up with a strategy of PPC when we launch a product and we launch an exact campaign with most relevant keywords uh, on which your top 10 ASINs are ranked, okay? Uh, all of them are ranked on. So how do we find those keywords which are good in search volume, like 2000 plus, right? And also they are ranked uh, all the all the top ten ASINs are ranked on those keywords. So how do we find those best keywords? So um, I was watching Cerebro and I, I found a way in there. So there are so many things you can do with Cerebro and Scribbles, and obviously Frankenstein is an amazing uh, compiler. And uh, as a whole, uh, recently um, Atomic has been added uh, to Helium Ten, and that is a true beauty. I mean. Honestly, uh, the, the the problems we have while managing PPC uh, is sometimes really a pain in the head. So honestly, uh, it has it has it has made my day, and uh, Atomic has made has given me a lot of amazing results. So now my PPC is totally automated, and I'm using Atomic, and so are my students. Awesome. All right, one thing we do on this show is we call it the TST thirty second tip. What's something that maybe you can say in like 30 seconds or less that's a kind of unique strategy for Amazon or Helium 10 or, or whatever? Okay, um, I'll, be, I'll be going with Amazon actually. Uh, 30 second tip. Uh, I would say uh, to everyone, 
to please concentrate on revenues whenever you're trying to choose a product watch its revenues if the revenues are good do not worry about the competition because if the revenues are good there is a probability of uh, having sales for every seller out there uh, but if the revenues are not good even though the reviews are uh, less uh, you wouldn't be having sales anyway because um, uh, i i personally believe that um, you know expanding revenues for any product in any market is impossible but you know competing uh, any seller is possible uh, i'll take an example for example it's it's totally impossible to sell um, a vegetable um, which is which is hot selling in pakistan to sell that in usa right because the market is not ready for it they don't like it right so you can't mm-hmm. you can't enhance the sales of something which is not being sold on amazon already okay but you can you can compete a a a listing or a seller or bunch of sellers or a list of sellers or a niche with high revenues or competition how we can take example of uh, nokia there was a time back in 2002 and 1 uh, when when mobiles gsm mobiles came in so there was only one word in the world that was nokia everyone had nokia 3310 nokia 3210 there was there was nokia and nokia everywhere but uh, all of a sudden eventually apple came and it took over and then samsung came it took over apple and then huawei came it took over everything so there there is always a room for new seller but you need to see that there shall be room for that product in that particular market it shouldn't be like that you are running after low revenues and low reviews or low competition do not worry about the competition if you have a good product good design uh, um a quality conscious uh, approach then there shouldn't be any problem and obviously a good budget for ranking as well but uh, do not do not worry about uh, low reviews or high reviews always care about revenues and you shall be watching the revenues of that product that's what i believe all right cool cool excellent you know Uh, I guess in Pakistan 30 seconds means a lot different than uh, over here but uh, that, that was still good stuff so I didn't cut you off. All right, um if people want to uh, reach out to you or find you uh, out there how how can they find you? Well, they can they can find me on my Facebook uh, Messenger. They can they can send me a message uh, and my profile is there um and they can send me a message no problem. All right. And and what uh, can you spell your first and last name so they can find you? Yeah, that's Farooq Malik. It's F U R R U K H M A L I K. So they can go to Enablers by e-commerce group uh, I'm there or they can find me. And you can also, you know, list my Facebook profile in this podcast and they shall be able to approach me if they want. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Uh it was great like I said to meet you in person uh and I hope to uh, see you again there in Pakistan. All right guys, hope you enjoyed these interviews and this recap of my trip. I mean, I can't wait to uh go back to Pakistan uh, again and it's going to be definitely going to be a good time. Uh, I don't think anything can top that first trip. I look forward to it. So, you know, I only was able to interview three people here because there's just, you know, not enough time in a, in an episode to really go uh talk to people, but I wanted to give, you know, shout outs to some some people I met, some of them I've known for a while. and then you guys can look them up online too. Don't forget to go to enablers.org or look for the e-commerce uh, enablers group on Facebook. It's a million people in that group almost. Uh enablers.org you can find a lot of these uh individuals if you want to hire them. But I I need to give shouts to, you know, my friends Bilal and Fasil and Sajad, Miriam and her sister Mano. You know, Mano's got this 
Facebook group, you know, um, for for women there, trying to train them on e-commerce called Women Do Wonders, I believe it's called. Uh, my Muna, uh, she's on LinkedIn. My Muna, look her up. She's actually a virtual assistant that she helps. Uh, she has an agency actually that helps uh, both Amazon and Walmart uh, sellers. My friend Zanim Rose, um, you, you think that you know the salary, regular salary in Pakistan is is you know maybe hey I'm just going to spend ten dollars and get a listing. I mean no, they've they've got really high quality. Virtual assistants there too. You know, Zana Bros is a is a copywriter. She makes up to three four hundred dollars on listings because she she's done over four thousand different jobs over the last ten years. So she's another person to to look into. You can see her website at z a i n a b rose r o s e dot com. You know, I got to uh, meet her for the first time. I had met her, you know, before and everybody else. You know, there's tons of people that you know. I'm I'm just forgetting everybody's names. I'm sorry, but but you can find most of them in the enablers Facebook group. So anyways, guys, uh, hope you were able to learn something from this episode, maybe get inspired for your own business or maybe inspired to go, um, uh, work with somebody from, from Pakistan. But anyways, uh, thank you so much again to all uh, of you who listened, who, who played a role in, in my trip over there. I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you again. And where in the world am I going to next? Um, actually I'm going to be going to Frankfurt, Germany coming up in uh, October. So if you guys are going to the White Label Expo, make sure to reach out. I'm going to do a Helium 10 social there. Go into the Helium 10 Facebook group in uh, on Facebook and, and look for some information on the social I'm doing like around October. I want to say October 12th. Uh, I'm going to be doing a mini social in Frankfurt there. So anyways, let's see where the next, uh, where the next country I'll, I'll go to after that. We'll see you guys in the next episode.